Welcome back to another episode of the J&J Podcast. I'm your host, James O'Connor, joined by my co-host, Jonah Gurgitz. Jonah, second time trying to record this. I know, I know, I know, I know. Would you like to explain to everybody what what just happened in our, our first attempt? Dude, my dad comes like, so I'm, I'm trying to do a podcast with you, right? My dad just comes home and he's like, Jonah, how's it going? How are the balls doing? Yeah, and I'm like, damn it. So, yeah, um, that's what happened, and uh, yeah, that's on me. Well, Jonah, ruining ruining everything, like like usual. But uh, wow, I, I digress. Well, let's let's go over today's topics. <clears throat> so today we're gonna go over some Aaron Rodgers trade possibilities and some mock trades. Um, we're gonna talk about the NFL championship round and our takes from that. And then we're going to talk about Tom Brady and who could replace him in Tampa. Sounds good to me. So the first topic, Aaron Rodgers. Not sure how he feels about Green Bay right now. Another embarrassing playoff loss. Maybe yeah. he wants out. Maybe he stays. Maybe he retires. It's all it's all up in the air right now. But in the possibility where he gets traded, here are some things that I think could happen. So, one team that I could see getting him is, of course, Denver Broncos. So the Broncos are the betting favorite to land Aaron Rodgers if he would to be traded. So, in this trade, the Broncos would receive Aaron Rodgers, and the Packers would get Jerry Judy, a 2022 second and first, a 2023 first and third, and a 2024 second. Now, in this scenario, Aaron Rodgers goes to Denver, joins Nathaniel Hackett, and that offense with Cortland Sutton, Tim Patrick, KJ Hamler, Noah Fant, Javante Williams, a solid offensive line. Sold defense. And then the Packers get a big play threat in Jerry Judy with the possibility that Devontae ends up leaving and they get some draft capital to try to build the next great Green Bay Packers. Now, the next team I could see getting him is the Philadelphia Eagles. Now, in this trade, Philly, of course, gets Aaron Rodgers. And then the Packers would get two of their 2022 firsts a 2023 first and second, and a 2024 second and third. Now, in this trade, I do not have the Packers getting any players because I think the only player that would really interest the Packers would be Jalen Hurts. But I do not think that Philly would want to give up Jalen Hurts for the fact that this could only be a one-year thing with Aaron Rodgers before he maybe retires or goes somewhere else in free agency. And I think that they would like Jalen Hurts on the roster in a scenario where Aaron Rodgers would leave Philadelphia. Now, the last team I'll talk about before I get into my sleeper team is the Pittsburgh Steelers. Now, Aaron Rodgers has talked about how much he likes Mike Tomlin and how he would like to play for him. Oh, that pretty good offense there. Najee Harris. Deontay Johnson, Chase Claypool, Pratt Firemuth, um, 
young offensive line that will improve a stellar defense. Again, Mike Tomlin, great head coach. Probably put the Steelers atop the AFC. Yeah. And in this trade, the Packers would get Devin Bush, a 2022 first and second, a 2023 first and third, and a 2024 first. Now, Devin Bush, young inside linebacker with a lot of potential. He's shown it in the league, but hasn't done it on a consistent basis where he can be considered a top linebacker. This year, he had awful PFF grade. Do I think PFF grades are overrated? Yes. But I think that Devin Bush has a lot of potential, and I think getting him to Green Bay where they're able to get the most out of high potential picks, guys like Rashawn, Gary, Kenny Clark, Jair Alexander, you know, getting the most out of Devondre Campbell this year, I think they could do the same with Devin Bush and turn him into a good linebacker. Yep, for sure, for sure. Jonah, would you uh, like to add on to any of this? Well, yeah, but first, like, which of those trades do you think is the most uh, likely to to happen? I think that Denver is probably the most realistic for the fact that the cap space works. Um, That's where he'd probably like to go with Nathaniel Hackett being there, a solid offense. You know, mile high, the ball can just fly there. So Aaron Rodgers and his big arm can go and just sling the ball over there. And I think that'd just be a really good spot for him if he were to leave Packers. Yeah, I think I don't have any mock trades or anything, but I feel like the best place for him is probably the Steelers. Only because, like, Mike Tomlin is one of the best coaches ever. Uh, he's never had a losing record ever. And I just think the offense is there. You know, the offensive line, it was bad, but it's so young. So, I mean, it's pretty hard to get worse than it was. And then I think, I mean, you guys have Najee Harris, Juju, Deontay Johnson, Pat Ferrer. For Iremuth, who's a great tight end, he'll be so good. And then, yeah, Chase Claypool, yeah. and the defense is good too. It's a very good uh, defense. So I think that's probably the most for him. But I think he'll probably he'll probably want to go to Denver. I mean, obviously Hackett, and I mean you got good weapons there, a really good defense. So. Probably those two are the most fitting, but I think you'd want to go to the Broncos. So for my sleeper team, I made this list before Aaron Rodgers decided to buy a house in Nashville. And so the Titans are my sleeper team. I -hmm. just feel putting him in that offense with Derrick Henry, A.J. Brown, Julio Jones – Possible drafty wide receiver. Anthony Fersker is a, a solid tight end, a solid defense who improved drastically from 2020 to 2021. Yep. And in this trade, I have the Packers getting Jayon Brown inside linebacker, 
Ryan Tannehill, a 2022 first and third, and a 2023 third. So Jayon Brown is an inside linebacker. He is just entering the prime of his career. He's 25, 26 years old. Um, he's shown that he can be a solid linebacker in the NFL past couple of years. He hasn't been anything spectacular, but he's a good enough player where he can start for basically any team that would need a linebacker, and Green Bay's probably going to be that, losing possibly Chris Barnes and Devondre Campbell. And then Ryan Tannehill is a quarterback who isn't particularly incredible at anything, but he gets the job done basically every category. He might throw a little more interceptions than you'd like, but he's good enough where he's going to get the job done. He's going to win you games. And I think he would keep the Packers in playoff contention if they were to lose Aaron Rodgers. Yep, for sure, for sure. So Any team that you could yeah. see that possibly go after Aaron Rodgers? Um, I think the Bucks, but I'm not sure how their caps to situation. I think the Bucks. I don't know how confident that they are with Trask, but obviously, if Aaron went there, that might convince some of their free agents. Like, I'm pretty sure Godwin's a free agent. Ryan uh, Jensen, their center. So I think the Bucks might be a slipper team, or yeah, that's that's it. Honestly, I don't really know. Yeah. So, moving on, let's talk about the NFL championship round. All right. So, uh, the Bengals, they they proved yeah. us wrong. Yeah, for sure. For sure. Final four, 27-24, Evan McPherson, game-winning field goal. Maybe the steal of the draft last year. Fifth round, 149th overall. Kid is electric. It's crazy. So, for the Bengals, Joe Burrow, 23 for 38 passing for 250 yards, two touchdowns and a pick. Joe Mixon, 21 carries for 88 yards. And then T. Higgins, six receptions for 103 yards. Jamar Chase had a receiving touchdown. And Samaj P. Ryan had a receiving touchdown. So, on the defense, Trey Hendrickson had a sack and a half. B.J. Hall had a Half a sack and an interception. Von Bell had an interception, and Sam Hubbard had two sacks. Yeah. And for the Chiefs, Mahomes, 26 for 39 passing for 275 yards, three touchdowns and two interceptions. Jerick McKinnon was their leading rusher, 12 carries for 65 yards. Their leading receiver is Travis Kelsey, who had 10 catches for 95 yards and a touchdown. Tyre Kill had a receiving touchdown. McCall Hardman had a receiving touchdown. Now, on their defense, it was Legereus Sneed who had the pick and Melvin Ingram who had a sack. But only one sack in the game for the Kansas City Chiefs. Now, we said they were going to have over five and Bengals' offensive line stepped up and really contained Kansas City Chiefs. For sure. So, my takes, again, no, not a lot of pressure from the Chiefs, and even when there was pressure, Joe Burrow had time to get out of the pocket and find his receivers. Incredible second half by the Bengals. 11-point comeback, the second time they've done that this year against the Chiefs. And again, 
just Evan McPherson. Yeah. Yeah, I think um, obviously the the second half the Bengals owned that, but I think a lot of that goes to the coaching staff. I mean, the halftime adjustments they made were just insane. I don't know exactly what they were, but whatever they did, it just worked perfectly. I mean, like Joe Burrow had just time. I mean, there was no pass rush to speak of, except in the first half there was, but like the. Defense, too, for the Bengals, like, even when Patrick Mahomes had time, there just no one open. That's the thing. Like, they were able to contain Kelsey in the second half, Hill. It was just really awesome by the Bengals' defense to contain the Chiefs' offense like they did. I also think that that one also had to do with the Chiefs just being too conservative in the second half. Oh, yeah, for sure. It just seemed like they were trying to wind the clock down and just try to get out of there squeaking by, and that's just not going to roll with a team like the Bengals. Yeah. Now, I thought the Bengals were a little overrated going into the playoffs, but they, they've they shut me up, and they're going to the Super <laughs> Bowl. Yeah. Um, what were your thoughts, or what are your thoughts on that, like, last play of the first half where the Bengals could have kicked, kicked a field goal, but instead they went for a touchdown and they missed, like, was that a good call? Well, um, first of all, that was actually the uh, the Chiefs that did that. I said that. No, no I said, said the Bengals. No, 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 you I didn't. I said the it. Chiefs. No, went no, for, no. Uh, no, you said the Bengals, idiot. No, I said the Chiefs. I said, stupid. I said the stupid idiot. Stupid idiot. I said the Chiefs. No, you didn't. Are you sure? No, oh, I'm completely sure. I and said the Chiefs went everyone's for gonna, Everyone's going to hear your dumb little face. Gosh dang it. No, I'm pretty sure I was right. Okay, anyways, thoughts on that? Um, I think it was – it might have seemed like the right call at the time, but I, I don't think it was the right call, and it was proven that it wasn't the right call considering they <laughs> lost the game by a field goal. Yeah. And that would give them momentum going into the – Half getting three more points. I, I just questionable decision, questionable coaching. Yeah, I, I thought it was. It's, I mean, you're on like your two. I want to say they were, and your offense has been good at that point. So I thought it was a good. Ends up being not a good one. Well, so yeah. <clears throat> moving on to the Rams and the Forty. So, in this game, Jimmy Garoppolo was 16 for 30 passing for 232 yards, two touchdowns, along with an interception. Ebo Samuel was their leading rusher and receiver, carrying the ball. He had seven carries for 26 yards. And catching the ball, he had four seconds for 72 yards and a touchdown. On their defense, Nick Bosa had a sack and a half. Jimmy Ward had an interception. and. There was a dropped interception by Jaquiski Tart. Might have lost in the game. Yeah, for sure. That that did lose them the game, honestly. And then for the Rams, Matt Stafford, 31-45 passing for 337 yards, 
two touchdowns and an interception. Cam Akers was their leading rusher, 13 carries for 48 yards. Cooper Cup, leading receiver, of course, 11 catches for 142 yards and two touchdowns. I said he was going for 150. I wrong, but I'm close enough. Yeah. And then Travian Howard had an interception. And surprisingly, no sacks for the Rams. But they won, so they did it. So my takes, probably Jimmy Garoppolo's last game in San Francisco. Just wasn't able to get, get it done. And I just don't think he's a talented enough quarterback where San Francisco wants to continue to play him. And I think they're just going to move on to the Trey Lance era. Yeah, it's probably good for them, honestly. And then Matthew Stafford put himself into elite quarterback status, going to the Super Bowl, played great, first year out of Detroit, and he's looking for a ring. Happy for him. Yeah. I feel like he's always been elite, but he's just been on on the Lions, so he hasn't really had a chance to show it, honestly. And then the 49ers struggling in the run game against Debo Samuel, their leading rusher. And when they are not able to get their run game, that offense is sorry. (laughs) They showed it at Lambeau. They won the game because of two special team blunders by the Packers. Not going to really go into that, but made me very unhappy. But Green Bay did bring in Rich Passaccia today. I think that's a very good hire considering he probably should be a head coach, but he is now our special teams coordinator. And this is the most likable Super Bowl possibly ever. It is. It's not even close. Two quarterbacks who really nobody can dislike. Uh, Joe Burrow, second-year guy, tore his ACL last year, came back, leading this Bengals team to the Super Bowl. Then Matt Stafford, been suffering in Detroit for his whole career, leaves there, goes to the Rams, and now he's playing for a Super Bowl. So, got yeah. gotta love both of these guys. It's awesome. It's I just I, I mean, Stafford. I just feel like he's he's always been a top ten, top fifteen guy. Honestly, it's just he's been on, on the Lions, and he's always been held back by the the. Defense too, because he he's had some good wide receivers at Detroit. So it's not like he the Johnson, bad. Marvin Jones, Golden Tate, yeah, uh, Kenny, Kenny Galladay. So, yeah, he was good too. He was a pro bowler, I'm pretty sure. Um, but obviously, yeah, he's it's I'm it's it's awesome to see him get get a Super Bowl. Well, at least play in a Super Bowl. Yeah. Well, moving on to our last topic, Tom Brady and who could replace him in Tampa. Yeah. First, let's let's talk about Tom. Tom. Not gonna voice my opinions on Tom <laughs> I think Brady. you should. No, I think you should. <laughs> well, he passed for eighty four thousand five hundred and twenty yards in his career. He had 624 touchdown passes. He was a 15-time Pro Bowler, three-time MVP, three-time All-Pro, 35 playoff wins, seven Super Bowl wins, and 243 career wins. 
yeah. most accomplished quarterback to ever play the game. Yeah, I mean, surely those stats will, would mean he's the GOAT, James, right? Right, the GOAT. Like I said, not not going to voice <laughs> my, my opinions. Yeah, on this, okay. because this, is, this is a time where we celebrate Tom Brady. <laughs> yeah, yep, true. Maybe on a later episode, I will voice my opinions on Mr. Brady. But until then, let's talk about some possible replacements for Tom. Okay. So I'm going to list off two realistic options and then a third one that I feel like it may not be the most realistic, but it could happen. And so my first option, I'm going to be looking at Marcus Mariota. So this season, back up in Oakland, only had four passing yards. He had 13 rushes for 87 yards and a rushing touchdown. In his career, he has 13,437 passing yards, 77 touchdowns of 45 picks. He also has 1,574 rushing yards along with 13 touchdowns, you know, his solid quarterback um, mm. got replaced by Ryan Tannehill in Tennessee. Was that completely fair to Marcus? I don't know. But I think that Marcus Mariota still has potential that he hasn't shown yet. And I think there is no better coach for him than Bruce Arians. Bruce Arians is the quarterback whisperer. He works with guys like Peyton Manning. Big Ben, Andrew Luck, Carson Palmer, most recently, Tom Brady, and he's gotten the most out of all these quarterbacks. So who says he doesn't get the most out of Marcus Mariota, who, if people don't remember, was a top five selection in the NFL draft. Now, he was a dog in college. Oh, for sure. And I think he still has potential that he hasn't shown and I think that him and Bruce Arians would be a match made in heaven for Marcus Mariota's career. Yeah, for sure. And then my second option, I'm going to be going to the draft. Uh-oh. Now, I don't think that the Bucks will go quarterback in the first round, but I think they might look in the second round again, and they might go with Carson Strong. Carson Strong? The 51st-ranked player, according to CBS Sports, played at Nevada. And last season, he had 4,186 passing yards and 36 touchdowns to eight interceptions. In his career, he had 9,300. 79 passing yards with 74 touchdowns and 19 interceptions. And really throughout his career, he carried that Nevada offense. Not a lot of big play weapons that he had, but he was able to make the most out of who he had. And I think getting him in Tampa with like Mike Evans and some other guys to bring back Chris Godwin, I think that if they were to go, quarterback in the first round they might go someone else but I think in the first round 
if they were to want Carson Strong, I think they'd go receiver. Maybe a guy like Jahan Dotson or uh, Drake London. But I think he will have weapons in Tampa that will help him. Mm-hmm. And in their bowl game this year, without Carson Strong, they lost 52-24 to to Western Michigan. Jeez. My God. That just kind of shows how important Carson Strong was to that offense. Mm-hmm. Now, yeah. Carson Strong may have the best arm out of any player in this draft. He's got great height, great size, an accurate pocket passer, but his little limited mobility-wise, outside of the pocket, the accuracy and the touch on the ball becomes a weakness. And there was a knee injury that he had in high school that some NFL scouts are a little worried about still. I don't know why, because that's in high school. Yeah. And it seems to have played fine since then. But I guess some NFL scouts are worried about that. But I think that Carson Strong is a high upside quarterback. Maybe it'll take him a little time to get on the field. I think eventually Carson Strong would get on the field for the Bucks, and I think he'd have a pretty successful career. There. Yeah, I, I feel agree. like he's one of the more underrated prospects in this draft. Yeah, the thing is though, is that if they went draft, do you think that would uh, convince Chris Godwin to stay? Or yeah, because he's, he's a free agent. I think that they could be able to bring him back. I think so too. I think so too, but it's going to be hard, I feel like. Now, my third option. All right. This man is currently in the NFL. Okay. He plays in the NFC. Okay. And he plays for the Seattle Seahawks. Oh. Um, this quarterback is Russell Wilson. Wow. I am. Now, okay. Now, Russell Wilson may be not so happy in Seattle. Um, Probably not. They, they came off, I guess, the year before this year, they were okay, but they made it to the playoffs and then lost to Jared Goff playoffs. And this year... He was hurt, but even when he came back, that team wasn't very good. And I think that it might finally be the time where Russell Wilson needs to get out of Seattle and look somewhere else. I think so, too. So, last season, Russell Wilson, 3,113 passing yards, 25 touchdowns to six interceptions in his career, 37,000 passing yards. 292 touchdowns to 87 picks. Proven great quarterback. He's mobile. He would work amazing with those weapons they have in Tampa. He's worked with worse in Seattle over the years. Now they got a pretty good group with Lockett, Metcalf, and Gerald Everett. But Mm -hmm. I think that that offense would fit him well. And I think that if he can stay consistent, because throughout his career, it's been like weeks one through eight, Russell Wilson is the MVP front runner. His team plays well. And 
then we get to after that and he he kind of struggles and yeah. MVP case kind of goes down but he's still a great quarterback and he can still play with the best of them and with an awesome old line in Tampa he probably wouldn't have to scramble around as much and he's got a great he would have a great coach to work with with Bruce Arians mm-hmm. and it would definitely still keep the Bucks in contention in the NFC because the NFC, quite honestly, is not great at quarterback. Every, all the good quarterbacks are old, and all the young quarterbacks are really unproven. So, like, if you think about good quarterbacks that are probably for sure going to be in the NFC next year, Kyler Murray and Dak Prescott. Yeah. So I think getting Russell Wilson to Tampa, and then I guess Matt Stafford, but I wouldn't consider him a young quarterback. He's older. So, like, if you're just looking at young quarterbacks, yeah, those are the two that come to mind. Yep. Thanks. So, like, no, go ahead. Go ahead. Okay, okay. Um, I think one of the replacements, obviously, El Trask, I mean, Spending a second round pick on him, that's pretty I mean, didn't draft him just to have him be on the bench. So I think he could replace him. I'm just not sure if Godwin would come back. Him or Ryan Jensen. Uh, I'm not sure if they'd come back. And I think maybe he's been doing good in camp or practice, I don't know. But I think uh, Trask would be a decent option. And then I think, obviously, I'm trying to think who who else. I think maybe Jimmy Garoppolo. I mean, I'm just saying, like, I'm not sure what other starting uh, quarterback would want to come to the Bucks. Only well, anyone that the Bucks. I think Jimmy G might might, might be a good fit. He'd have good a good offensive line. Good, well, good wide, rec- good wide receivers. A uh, good d- defense. A great coaching staff. And then the third guy is kind of like what you said. Someone in the, in the draft, because, I mean, you're walking into a great situation. Like I just said it earlier. Maybe like Carson Strong. Uh, do the Bucks have a first round pick this year? They do. That they do. Okay, so maybe they get like a. A picket. Yeah, yeah. Sam Howell. I'm, I mean, I, I think this quarterback class is pretty underrated. I don't feel – I saw this, like, something that, like, ESPN posted or something, and it was, like, uh, analysts think that there's no starting quarterback in this draft. I don't think that's true. I think they just don't come from schools like Bama, Ohio State, and that's why they think that. But I think – you could get like a pick in the first round or a howl. I think that's a great option. And it could be, and like I said earlier, for these quarterbacks, I mean, you want to please Godwin. I mean, he's your best wide receiver. Or, well, Evans is, but he's your second best wide receiver. And Ryan Jensen, who's a great, a good center too. So, but I think the best option is them to go in the draft, honestly, because I'm not sure Trask is that good. I think he got bailed out by Pitts a lot of the time in uh, college. So, yeah. 
I also think that if Denver ends up drafting a quarterback or getting a guy like Aaron Rodgers, a guy like Teddy Bridgewater or Drew Locke would be on That's the market. True. And those would be two guys they'd be able to get. I could also see like like a Geno Smith all, like almost. Because he was not besides like a few costly picks, I'm not sure he was I'm not sure he was like this awful quarterback. So I think there's some good backups in this league that maybe would want to go to Tampa Bay. I'm not gonna say it, but maybe even Jordan Love. They wanted <laughs> definitely stretching out there, James. <laughs> Yeah, but then maybe, maybe 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 a Jameis reunion. Jam? Oh, or like a Taysom Hill? No, ne- never, ne- never mind. No, um, Jameis, that'd be a very good offense. Oh my gosh. Yeah, I think, I think there's some good backups in this league that would probably benefit from going there. But like, what do you think they'll end up doing? Well, I think that the probably the most likely scenarios are they end up and trying to trade for like Teddy Bridgewater or Jimmy Garoppolo just to get like a fill in. And then they try to get a quarterback in like the second round, a guy like Carson Strong. Or maybe they try to trade up and get a guy like Malik Willis. Malik Willis, yeah. But he's been, it's, I know he's been doing good in the senior bowl and stuff. It's an interesting spot that Tampa's in, but I think that they have a smart enough front office and coaching staff where they they will make the right choice. Yeah, for sure. And I think that coaching staff with like um, Byron Lefwich and who's their offensive coordinator or Lefwich is their OC. Sorry, 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 sorry. Gosh, I'm just off right now. Who's their defensive coordinator? Todd Bowles. Todd Bowles. Yeah, I think I think those those guys are great. I think they're very good. So, I mean, you're walking into a great situation. I don't think that Tampa is completely effed with without Tom Brady. As as crazy as that sounds, I don't yeah. think they'd be just in an awful spot even with Tom Brady. How are, do you know how they're doing in like cap space and stuff like that? I I think they're negative right now. But once Tom Brady, like, his contract is, like, I don't know what the right word for this is, but, like, once his contract is, like, I guess ended because he's retired, that will free up a lot of space, and that will allow them to bring up some of the guys. And maybe they go out and sign a quarterback. But I think trade or draft makes the most sense for them. Yeah, for sure. And I just think, I mean – yeah, I think I think what they should do is they they should go to t- t- the draft because I think there's some quarterbacks in that draft that are pretty good. So yeah. Well, before we wrap this up, is there any closing comments or things you would like to say? Uh, I'm sad that uh, Iowa State is unranked in uh, basketball right now. That that sucks. But other than that, no, I don't. Well, we're going to end it here, everybody. Enjoy yourself, and we'll see you next time. Yeah.